Hello and welcome back to Life of a Polyglot, the podcast for language learners. So, this is it. We've made it to the second episode. Now, last time we discussed the first word of the month, the word of the month for the month of January, which was Legionnaire, and that I highly recommend that if that is something that you think you'd be interested in, to listen to the first episode if you haven't already. I really enjoyed making it and actually did a bit of speaking in a foreign language. Whilst I mentioned that, I think I'm going to develop that language speaking feature as I highlighted it as something that I thought was really quite important when learning a language, both in my English and Spanish introduction. Without being too personal and giving away too much about myself, I thought it could act as a permanent segment, seeing this podcast is called Life of a Polyglot. And obviously, if I have two episodes a month, I can only feature a word of the month in one of them. So this might inadvertently end up becoming more of my language diary than what I laid out in the first episode. But we'll see how it goes. So, for this episode, I wanted to cover my language diary, as I've recently been enlightened to the multitude of speaking diary challenges things. Yes, speaking diary challenge things. I'm not really sure what to call them um, out there to help improve the speaking and grammar skills of any aspiring polyglot and for any official challenges, um, I'll make sure to link the pages in the episode description which I found which advertised said challenge. Uh, and in the absence of an official challenge, I'm just going to be answering questions, getting some speaking practice in, about a minute a question, uh, and I'll just write out the questions in English in the description in case you guys want to have a go. Um, and my email for all my podcast business uh, is in- included in the contact info for this podcast. And I would love to hear you guys having a go. So feel free to send me your responses as and when you like. The second thing that I want to cover this episode is another news story, just because I feel like the amount of time that I spent actually covering the news story um, was quite was five minutes almost. Um, and it actually looking a bit more in depth at what that means for us. I just gave a little bit of advice to actually not go always for the mainstream languages, thing European languages especially, if you are from if you are from the UK or from the US, we tend to go for European languages just because they are what the language is included in any modern foreign language programme at school and they are the most widely taught for A-level and degree courses or if you're you're doing the international baccalaureate then I think they are also an option. I am from the UK so I don't have the option of doing that but I think they are options. Um, And I want to hold off doing any course or app reviews um, until I have enough to talk about that I could fill a good portion, maybe one or two segments uh, um, of the episode with my judgement. I currently use Duolingo for most of my language learning. I use Quizlet for flashcards and vocabulary, just those are the two of the the most uh, widely advertised, I would say, just as a revision material and generally learning a language. Um, uh, yeah, I've used Duolingo for my entire language learning journey and I it's proved quite useful but I would I'm going to hold off um, doing any in-depth review until I have like I said enough 
to talk about to fill a good portion of the episode. So, um, yes, like I said, I'll be covering a second news story. Um, and finally, so that's my plans for this episode. Uh, and you know what to expect. So let's dive right into my language diary for this episode. Hola, me llamo Mateo y este es mi blog de las idiomas. Voy a contestar unas preguntas cual preguntan unas cosas sobre la familia y los amigos. Voy a hablar la pregunta primero y voy a responder a la pregunta segunda. Una pregunta primero describe un buen amigo tuyo. Un buen amigo es una persona quien nunca te juzga quien te acepta como eres, así que él o ella va a escucharte. Mi mejor amigo se llama Alex. Me escucha y me apoya en todo. Ayer, cuando jugamos al fútbol y no gané, pero Alex me apoyó. La semana que viene vamos a ver un partido de fútbol, nuestro equipo favorito que se llama Darby. Una pregunta. Segundo, ¿quiénes son más importantes, tus amigos o tus padres? Mis amigos son más importantes que mis padres porque siempre han estado allí para mí y los conozco, que puedo siempre miedo, hablo con, los, con ellos. Ellos son muy simpáticos y habladores y trabajadores. Estoy siempre ayudando porque ellos son muy fieles y ellos nunca me critican y ellos me, siempre me apoyan en todo. A veces los hablo mucho, pero aprende cómo me, me apoyarse. ¿Te llevas bien con tu familia? Me llevo bien con mi familia en general porque... Me conoce bien y nos gustan ver las películas y lea los libros de horror. Sin embargo, mi prima mejor y mi hermana no les gustan los libros de horror. Ahora los gustan porque tenemos una amistad fuerte y conocemos nos bien. Me detesto mi tío o el hermano de mi padre porque cree que nuestra familia no es trabajadora. Me gustaba mi nieto, pero no me conocía bien. Mi hermana no gustó nuestro hermano porque era bastante antipático. ¿Qué haces con tu familia durante los fines de semana? Durante los fines de semana, caminamos en las montañas y el campo porque es muy importante por nuestro salud. Los fines de semana pasada, montamos en bicicletas en la ciudad de Darby y compramos en las tiendas. Mi hermana compró una falda verde cuando visitó una tienda de ropa. Se llama Primark. La semana que viene vamos a jugar el, 
al baloncesto en el polideportivo. Va a ser bueno. Los sábados, mi madre y mi hermana vean las películas porque ellas siempre se encantan las películas. En el futuro, haceré mis deberes y hacer el repaso con las, en los sábados porque quiero tener un trabajo ganar dinero. Mi hermana había montado en su bicicleta en los fines de semana. So, those were the first four questions asked and answered in Spanish. And they were, Describe a un buen amigo tuyo. Describe a good friend. ¿Quiénes son más importantes, tus amigos o tus padres? Who is more important, your friends or your family? Or you could say parents. ¿Tú llevas bien con tu familia? Do you get on well with your family? And ¿qué haces con tu familia durante los fines de semana? What do you do with your family at the weekend? Next, I'll answer four more questions. ¿Por qué es importante pasar tiempo con tu familia? Why is it important to spend time with your family? Describe a una persona de tu familia. Describe a person in your family. En el futuro, ¿te gustaría tener una familia grande? In the future, do you want to have a big family? And ¿qué planes, qué planes tienes con tus amigos o con tu familia este fin de semana? What plans do you have with your friends or with your family this weekend? Describe a una persona de tu familia. Mi hermana se llama Freya y es bastante baja y muy delgada y guapa, aunque peleamos a veces. Como persona es creativa, inteligente y un poco divertida. Había tenido mucho de amigos pero ahora pasa mucho de su tiempo con su familia. Tendrá alguien quien no se critica o juzga y se conoce bien. Luego, será feliz. ¿Por qué es importante pasar tiempo con tu familia? Es importante pasar el tiempo con tu familia porque se debe tiene que buscar una amistad fuerte con tus hermanos y tus padres. Se debe hablar con tu familia porque te conoce bien. Pueden apoyar tú con tus asignaturas. En el futuro, ¿tú te gustaría tener una familia grande? No me gustaría tener una familia grande porque conozco pelearmos. No quiero mi pelear porque luego mis padres se detestarán. Se detestarán. Me no gustaré eso. Y finalmente, ¿qué planes tienes con tus amigos o con, 
con tu familia este fin de semana. Este fin de semana vamos a ir al cine con mis amigos. Vamos a ver un peli de oro porque es una de las cosas eh, es muy barata y comemos palomitas eh, cual me gusta. También tenemos otras cosas como comida, basura y refrescos o quizás helado. Okay, so now I'm going to cover the second news story of the month, and this is generally about the decline in entries for GCSE and further education in French and German. Interestingly, there's been an increase in the number of entrants for Spanish. Okay, so the headline that really sparked all of this was that Ofqual. Uh, exam board regulator uh, has called GCSE French and German exams too difficult uh, and they support this with the following statistics that 46% of students at GCSE take a foreign language now whereas in 2002 it was 78% of GCSE students um, and so language exams need to be made easier and compulsory because since 2004 was a Labour government which made language exams not compulsory and that just meant that people thought I don't need to do it so, so why should I essentially um, and also make them easier well now the current examiners uh, which are branded too difficult said that you need to know around a thousand words in the target language approximately a thousand words um i've been speaking spanish for or learning and speaking spanish for three years i know about three or four thousand words so a thousand words doesn't seem all that much I, i guess that would come from my enjoyment of learning languages um if said specifically these are thousand words that you need to know um should be word commonly used in just general conversation, general life in a foreign country, um, namely whatever country that is that you're speaking the target language of, um, and to use less adventurous vocabulary in reading and listening uh, parts of the exams. Like I've said, Spanish entries have continued to grow, which um, is in contrast really to the 29% and 37% slump in French and German GCSE entries, respectively. Uh, interesting, well, not not quite so interestingly, but another thing that they've also said is that, from this report, that rich areas are more likely to take a language. I think the statistic is things is areas like Kensington in London. Uh, 78% of GCSE students there take modern foreign language or second language as part of their GCSEs, whereas only 28% in Middlesbrough. Um, 
and they say this should be combated with more MFL teachers required. Um, say so yeah, more MFL teachers are required, and this is um, going to be well. They need more degree courses. They need people, more people on degree courses, and PGCEs uh, increase that number. Um, I've already said that about the more co- more common words, less adventurous vocabulary in the GCSE and higher level. Um, we've ha- there's apparently been um, increase in not only Spanish but more adventurous in Asian languages, like I talked with HSK exams before, with Chinese, Japanese, Arabic. Arabic not being an Asian language, but specific uh, or an Eastern Asian language which is Chinese or Japanese or Korean with the popularity of things like K-pop in the Western world now I think that might be the reason behind that sudden increase um, and I think the way to increase um, having um, friends taking GCSE French and German needs to be more stimulus and more awareness of students um, outside of school, more motivation, awareness of the learning tools, things like Duolingo, but that they can be made more accessible uh, because Duolingo, um, there are certain ways in which the topics are grouped don't lend themselves necessarily in the way that things are taught in schools, so maybe more alignment with um, or cooperation between schools and Duolingo or the language learning apps. Um, awareness of the important post Brexit, should I say, anyone in the UK, just the fact that we need people who can be our lawyers, our inter- uh, help with international relations, international relations, I'm going to say international relationship, um, lawyers and to generally negotiate our way out of what I think we can quite easily call the biggest mess, certainly in my lifetime. Um, when people need to have awareness of the health risks, um, that a lang- well, languages, it's known been known for quite a long time that lang- language learning can help prevent dementia, or not prevent, um, it can give you a longer life unaffected by mental health and other issues such as dementia relating to your neurology. Um, and really, you need to understand that in learning a language, and preventing dementia or lengthening their life free from dementia, really understanding this is their own life. And even though it seems so far away now, um, possibly um experience and potentially more connection with older generations who've potentially not or have been um affected by dementia as a result of whatever they've done in terms of um logic language learning puzzles things that stimulate the gray matter that's called um and it also this in terms of free courses for MFL teachers, uh, it's been said that you should 
learn the basics at A stage three and key stage four. And then when you take a degree, you want to study economics. Well, you, you've already got a solid base in whatever language you studied. Made, made it be compulsory at GCSE and A level um, or GCSE at least and you can learn sub- subject specific words for your degree course in one or two more languages um, and that also to become part of degree courses to not only people who want to specifically have the intention of becoming a language teacher doing their language degree and then doing their PGCE also um, linking that post Brexit note that we need people who have a specific interest in being economists, lawyers, things like that, having the knowledge to negotiate in the global world. I think it's everything I have to say. So, yeah, the news story being there that French and German GCSE and A level entries have slumped in recent years and the ways that we need to combat this are introducing more MFL teachers, making degrees more appealing, and a greater understanding and awareness of uh, key stage three and key stage four students of the health risks posed. I think that's one of the most shocking things um, to students in key stage three and key stage four of potentially learning a language and not learning a language. That's my news story for this episode, uh, and I think I've really really covered that in a bit more depth just bringing together um, because there's a lot out there about this it's something that i think is really important as language learners that we encourage others to even later in life go and learn a language because it could potentially save your life So, that's the end of the second episode. Today I've covered my language diary and the second news story of the month about the decline in French and German GCSE and further education qualification things. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, This is the end of the episodes for January. I hope you've enjoyed it. I certainly have. Um, And I guess there's not much else to say except... Keep learning languages, keep doing what you're doing. It might not feel like it now, um, but so long as you can motivate yourself to study, can give yourself a reason, whether that be, like I said in, in the introduction to the first episode, whether you've got an amount of new characters or an amount of words, an exam is a good way to motivate yourself to study, or just maybe you want to maybe maybe you have wanderlust maybe you want to go and see the world languages are a great great way to show respect for the people of whichever country you're visiting and it's just a great way to um open your life to so many new avenues um as nelson mandela said speak to a man in his in a language he understands and that goes to his head speak to a man in, a, in his own language and that goes to his heart but for every new language that you learn it's a new life really just at the end of the episode i want to let you know about a second podcast i have started because i just can't get enough and that is so i had a thought that's a podcast of 
thoughts, general wonderings, um, and really just downright confusion about the modern world, as I said in the uh, description for that podcast. That is also by me, uh, and I would really appreciate it if you could check it out. Obviously, no pressure, um, but I think if you enjoyed this, you would also enjoy that. I'll answer a different question possibly each week i don't know whether i'll do a similar episode schedule as with life of a polyglot um twice a month i think that'll be more achievable but thank you for joining me this has been life of a polyglot the podcast for language learners